This is Sports Talk with Phil Kornblum, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on SportsTalkSE.com as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. All right. Well, some of you people out there, some of you people, you wanted a cold, wintry Christmas weekend. Okay. You happy now? Are you happy that it's going to be, what, 12 degrees overnight? It's like 28 when I drove in to the studios today. Are you happy now? You probably should be. We should all be happy. Little little change of season for a couple of days. I'm good for it for about mm, three or four days and then I'll be ready for uh, the return to normalcy around here, you know, 60, 65 degrees. Of course, I'm heading south for the bowl season coming up next week, so things should be warmer where we are headed. Hope you're headed either to uh, Jacksonville or to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Of course, Jacksonville, I consider to be more South Georgia than Florida. I mean, I know it's considered North Florida, but to me it's more South Georgia. I mean, seriously, when you cross the border and you cross the James River, um, do you really notice there's much of a difference in the in the land between that and Georgia? It all looks like South Georgia to me. And, of course, the weather in Jacksonville is not exactly like the rest of Florida. But hopefully next week for everybody, the weather is going to be nice. And we'll see what happens with these football teams. Of course, we got one team going to um, wonderful Birmingham, Alabama. That would be Coastal Carolina playing on the 27th. And, of course, you got the Gamecocks and Tigers playing on the 30th. All right, so we got uh, we got plenty to talk about as we head into the weekend. Let me welcome you into Sports Talk, Phil Kornblut, Pat Daniel, from the Dave & Buster Studios. It's actually pretty warm in here. Pretty warm in here. Feels pretty warm. So a nice job to uh, the folks here. Shout out for keeping us nice and warm. Hope you're warm wherever you're listening to us tonight, either over your fantastic radio station as part of the Sports Talk Media Network, or maybe you're catching us on one of our streams on Twitter on Facebook, on YouTube, on our website, sportstalksc.com. So, we got a lot to do tonight. Uh, Lenore Sellers signed with South Carolina this morning. So, that's a big pickup for the Gamecocks. Everybody who has seen him raves about him. He had a fantastic uh, senior year at South Florence. He was a Shrine Bowl quarterback. He threw the winning touchdown pass in the Shrine Bowl. He was a finalist for Mr. Football. Seems to be an all-round super person, very talented person, going to be enrolling next month at South Carolina to kind of get a jump on things. The Gamecocks right now, with him, have seven quarterbacks on their roster. There'll be some attrition. you got to believe there'll be some attrition after the season. The question will be, what attrition is it going to be? There'll be some attrition that won't really hurt. There'll be one attrition, if it happens, it will hurt. And, of course, we're talking about Spencer Rattler. And time will tell on what he decides to do. But that's a big pickup for the Gamecocks today in recruiting to add uh, sellers to their recruiting class. And we'll have a little bit more for you in recruiting coming up a little bit later on. We're going to visit with Mike Morgan. Morgan on the move. He was on the call last night of the Gamecocks win over Western Kentucky. 
We have to apologize to the Gamecocks. Pat, you need to apologize to the Gamecocks. I need to apologize to the Gamecocks. We were hard on them in the first five minutes of that game when they fell behind eight to nothing, and they turned it over like three times, and we kind of made jokes, and we kind of made fun of them, and we talked about the uh, small attendance, which was correct. But to their credit, they turned it around, and in the second half of a tight ball game, this game was tight until the Gamecocks put a – a nice run together, and really turned it up defensively. The Hilltoppers, if my memory's right, they made like two field goals over the last, what was it, 10 minutes or so? The Gamecocks defensively really clamped down. And then offensively, Michi Johnson with six three-pointers, a career-high 25 points. Gigi Jackson with 16 rebounds. He had another double-double in front of the NBA scouts, and he's having a terrific rookie season he's averaging about 17 points per game and about seven rebounds per game I don't know what more you can ask of him and the Gamecocks won that game despite an overall poor shooting night and a terrible night at the foul line they missed like 10 free throws so kudos to uh, Lamont Paris and the Gamecock basketball team for pulling that game out that's a good win they beat a good team and that's a good win for them it gets them back to 500 Eastern Michigan comes to town now on December 30th for a 7 o'clock game. And you might say, you know, if you're not really clued into college basketball right right now, you might say, yeah, Eastern Michigan, what's the big deal? You know who plays for Eastern Michigan? Imani Bates. Remember him? He was the number one player in the country a couple of years ago. And he originally signed with, I think it was Michigan State. Nope. Who was it? He was at Memphis for a year. Originally signed with Memphis. Yep. And, uh, you know, left and ended up at Eastern Michigan, where I think is his dad not the coach at Eastern Michigan? I think his dad's the coach at Eastern Michigan. Point is, I'm going to hate missing that game because that'd be a game worth going to with uh, that kid in town to play the Gamecocks. How about that matchup of Imani Bates and G.G. Jackson in that ball game? That's a... That's worth the uh, the price of attendance right there. The problem is, of course, right now it's a 7 o'clock tip. Gamecocks will be playing football into the tip of that ball game. I wonder if they'll try to adjust the tip time a little bit. I guess it all depends on television and all that, but it um, be a shame to have that game going on the same time the football game is, is winding up. So good win for South Carolina last night. Uh, they get a win before the uh, Christmas break. We'll hear from Lamont Paris tonight as well. I'll let you hear what he had to say after the ball game. Oh, how about a visit from Lee Sterling? Got to get you caught up on what Lee thinks about some of the bowl games coming up next week. We'll have a visit from Lee Sterling for you as well. And uh, we'll have some more football talk as we'll hear from Clayton White, USC's defensive coordinator, and Jeremiah Trotter, the outstanding linebacker for Clemson. The uh, teams are now off, of course, for the holiday break. Uh, Both teams will uh, travel Either some will come back to their schools and travel in a team format. Others will just go down on their own. But they'll be there respectively on Sunday at their locations in Jacksonville and Fort Lauderdale, set to begin practice on Monday. And, you know, this is different. Well, this is – this is uh, no, th- well, from the playoffs, it's different. I mean, when Clemson went to the playoffs, you didn't have the fun and festivities surrounding a bowl game. Now, Clemson went to a regular bowl game last year and uh, the, the Cheez-It Bowl, so they were able to participate in some fun things. 
And both of these bowls have some fun outings planned for both of the teams. So it'll be a mixture of uh, playing football, practicing, and all that the first uh, three days of the week. And then things sort of um, settle down. And they'll have some beach time and other playful things to do while they're down there at their locations. And then 730 tonight, uh, birdies and bogeys around South Carolina. George Bryan will join us. And prior to that, MJ Ward is going to check in. You might not have heard this this week. Maybe you did. But with everything going on with signing day in football, Augusta announced that live tour golfers, if they qualify under the criteria for the Masters, they will be welcome to play at the Masters in 2023. So they're not taking any action to ban anybody who's qualified to be in the Masters. And the invitation letters, I think, go out next week. So if you meet the qualifications to receive an invite from the Masters, whether you're in the Live Tour or you're in the PGA Tour, you're going to get that letter. And MJ's going to join us to talk more about that with the golf season right around the corner and what's going to happen here in the future. There's been a little bit of a shakeup on the Live Tour golf side, uh, on the Live Tour side of things with some um, lawsuits and uh, some key, key personnel leaving the organization. So we'll find out from LJ what all that means uh, moving forward with the golf season right around the corner. So how's that for a Friday night on the eve of Christmas Eve? We got you lying, we got you loaded up, filled up, fired up, and ready to go. And you know, if you're tired of shopping, if you're tired of you know being around the kiddies and the wife and being told what to do and in-laws and all that, feel free to give us a call and let it all hang out. 888 That is the South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number for you here on Sports Talk. We come to you from the Dave and Buster studio. We remind you to eat, drink, play, and catch the big games all season long at Dave and Buster's, Columbia, Greenville, and Myrtle Beach. Of course, we were at the Columbia location on Wednesday night and had a blast over there. Great people. And uh, you just can't walk into Dave and Buster's and not have a good time, whether you're eating or having something to drink or going in there to play in the in the arcade. So make sure you you take care of yourself and enjoy the opportunity to get over to one of the Dave and Busters in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Of course, we had uh, NFL last night. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars beating the Jets. Jets now are stumbling toward the finish line. They uh, jerked uh, Eric Wilson out of the lineup last night. And uh, did I say it wrong again? Zach Wilson. Zach, why, why do I have Eric in my head? Uh, Zach Wilson, they pulled him. I don't even know who they turned to. Who, who is their third-string quarterback? I didn't even catch the name because the Mike White is out. He's still, I think, in concussion protocol or something after being hit hard a couple of games ago. Um, but anyway, the key here is the Jaguars. All of a sudden, even though they're still under five hundred. With Doug Peterson, the coach, and Trevor Lawrence and and uh, and ETN, uh, you know, back there as well, and some other good players, they're a threat to win that division, not just make the playoffs. They're a threat to somehow win their division if they can continue, you know, to win ball games. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence showed off his his wheels last night. It wasn't just through the air. He also had seven carries for fifty one yards, and he called his own name on a play you don't see as often in the NFL days. Most teams elect to either bring in a fullback or even a defensive lineman or something for those goal line carries. But uh, Trevor Lawrence took it old school and jumped over 
the opposing defense and stretched out his, his long arms to reach mm. for the touchdown. Um, and then that, that backup quarterback, or excuse me, I guess third-string quarterback for the Jets is Chris Strev- Streveler, which mm. I don't think I have ever read or said that name before in my life. Uh, but he was also their leading rusher on the night. So both teams, depending a lot on their quarterbacks, high wins up there. Um, I think that would made it, is what made it most impressive about Trevor Lawrence. After adding to his NFL leading fumble tally on the season, he had an early ill-advised fumble where he should have gotten rid of the ball or tucked the ball. Um, he was able to put up 229 yards through the air, which on a night with those wins was not expected. Yeah, yeah. So we go into the NFL weekend with a lot of bad weather games on the horizon. Looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun, I think. And, you know, playoff hopes uh, rising and dying with every game now. you got teams that are barely hanging on, other teams trying to, uh, to clinch. Some teams have clinched. So looking forward to the weekend. Okay. Uh, let's hit the break. We'll come back with your phone calls, 888-898-2525 is the phone number. That is the South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number to sports talk. More than $6 billion in lottery proceeds since 2002 have been used to support educational programs in South Carolina. You can learn more about the lottery's impact at sceducationlottery.com slash wins and playing for fun is a win for education. We're not going to feel think badly of you if you call us tonight here on the eve of Christmas Eve because you're lonely or something. Give us a call. Be right back. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Hi, I'm Jim Corbett. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years. There's one thing I've learned about injury cases. It's you need the personal touch. You need the lawyer to get to know you and describe your damages. You don't want a case manager talking to an insurance company and then talking to you and then talking to maybe to a lawyer with limited experience at the last minute to try to settle a case. I talk to you. I find out what your case is about. Jim at JimCorbettAttorney.com. Jim at JimCorbettAttorney.com for your injury cases. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue, we're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com.
good bowl game going on over in Shreveport. You've got uh, Louisiana and Houston, and it's 16-16, and they are late in the fourth quarter, 16-16, late in the fourth quarter. Coming up, we got Wake Forest and Missouri tonight, ACC-SEC matchup. One game tomorrow, Middle Tennessee State and San Diego State, and then Monday, New Mexico State and Bowling Green as we really get deep into uh, bowl season in the next uh, couple of days. All right. Phone number, 888-898-2525, South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number here on the program. We're going to get to your phone calls in just a second. Pat's in the process of fixing something. So once he's finished fixing whatever he's fixing, we'll get to your phone calls. Let's go ahead and get to the phone calls. We begin tonight. Well, I can't think of a better way to open the program tonight, this being the eve of Christmas Eve, then the welcome in, of course, the de facto mayor from the city of Charleston, also known as the ninja of the night, the pontiff of the port city, the queen of the cowboy crybabies. I know he cried when the Packers beat him. And this time of year, he is the man who makes Rudolph's nose red. Trying to be seasonal here. It's not Jim Rome. He's in L.A. in his mansion, nice and warm. It's Jay Rome freezing his butt off in Charleston. Jay Rome, what's going on? Yeah. Weather. Great hearing from you. Hey, by the way, mm. uh, Aaron Rodgers wanted me to relay a message to you about Justin Watson. That's how you catch touchdowns in the NFL, Justin. Read the, read the uh, audible. When I rub my sleeve, that means – that's just a quick one. It's, okay? uh, it's a Christian Watson? Christian Watson, whatever his name. I know he's from South Dakota. I know he's having sleeves on. Hey, he's used to that kind of weather. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, that I kid's going to be you. a baller for the Packers for years to come. He's going to catch a lot oh. more touchdown passes. Oh, yeah. Great speed. Great speed. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Yep. yep. Hey, by mm. the way, yeah. I, got a, I, had, I was watching that some bowl game stuff today. And I was wondering, did Ohio State get set up? Because I found out that uh, Atlanta, Georgia is a neutral site, and it's only 75 miles away from Athens, Georgia. So how did that get to be a neutral site, Phil? Well, I mean, it was picked years in advance for hosting the game. And as you know, the number one team in the final rankings gets the choice of where they want to play. And thus, Georgia being the number one team, it made sense yeah. for them to choose their own backyard. I think we, we right. would all do the same thing. Kind of, kind of reminds me of an old saying I learned uh, spending nine years in the Air Force. Rank has its privileges, Jerome. Yes, Get it does. To it. Were, you a, uh, were you a pilot in the Air Force? Were you like uh, Tom Cruise? Were you, uh, you know, top, top Gun and all that kind of stuff? No, Tom Cruise is certified because he does his own stunts. He's crazy. Mm. No, you never catch me flying an airplane anymore. I gave up flying once I, once I left the military. I'm not flying anything. I want both of my feet on the ground 24 cents. Okay? <laughs> I don't fly anywhere. Wait no, a Are you never. saying you wouldn't fly in a plane that you're flying or a plane that maybe you worked on? Is that what you're saying? You are. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fly the plane that I'm flying, you're flying, your producer's flying, or anybody else out there that's a pilot is flying. No way. No way. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think your Cowboys are going to do 
in the postseason? They're going to make a run? Oh, I have no idea. I know they better win Saturday. If you can't beat a backup quarterback, that's a bad sign. By the way, playoffs, are y'all going to make the playoffs? There's a, path, there's a path to the playoffs. Just got to take care of our own business, win our last three, get to nine wins. That's the magic number this year, nine wins. There is a path for the Packers. Need some help. Need the Panthers to do something tomorrow, beat the Lions in Charlotte. That would be helpful. That would be useful. Oh, and that ain't happening. need Minnesota to beat the Giants. That would be helpful. That would be useful. So, That's yeah, happening. there's some things. there's some things that can happen. That would help the Packers, Packers but they got to beat Miami first and then beat Detroit. They finish Miami on the road, Detroit at home, and Minnesota at home. So, when those three got a shot, you're wearing me out with these. This got to happen, and that got to happen, and that's got to happen. Well, let me let me read you this. I'm glad you mentioned that because let me read you this. You'll get a you'll get a kick out of this as I got a kick out of it. Let's see if I can find. (laughs) Yeah. So, week 16 playoff scenarios, this is for the Baltimore Ravens, okay? Baltimore clinches a playoff berth with a win, a Miami loss or tie, a New England loss or tie, or a win, a Miami loss or tie, a Jets loss or tie, or a win, a New England loss or tie, a Jets loss or tie, or a tie, and a New England loss or a Jets loss or a tie and a New England loss, a Miami loss, and a Chargers win or a tie. Who, who are your last two <laughs> this, games against? This is this is put out by the NFL. This is there are who ten are scenarios. There are ten scenarios through which Baltimore can clinch a playoff berth. Anyway, I'm not gonna read the other six or seven. I just thought when I got this and I looked at it, I said, My goodness, that's pretty funny. Who are your last two games against? Who the Packers? Yeah, I told you we're against the got the we got the Dolphins, we got the Lions, we got the Vikings. You're gonna lose all three of those. Games. Negative. Well, well, you might win the one because Detroit they don't like they don't like coming outside in the fridge or whatever. So you might win that game. But well, I'm hoping the Panthers are gonna rise up. Uh, Pat, I'm counting on your Panthers to rise up tomorrow. Are you going to that game, Pat? Not going, but uh, I like their chances. I, I really do. That the Panthers right now have tie breaks over two of their in division opponents, the Saints and the Falcons, and they still get to play the Bucks again with a chance to win that. They have the Lions, the Bucks, and the Saints left. If they win two out of three of those, they're probably in the playoffs. As bad as the Bucks are looking right now. How about that? The Panthers eight, 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 and nine, eight and nine and hosting a playoff game just like the you Seahawks will, did they'll, against they'll, the Saints back in the day, and Whitehurst was the starter. They'll win the division sure. if they do that? They yep. can win the division? That's right. Wow. Jerome, I want to yeah. wish you a Merry Christmas, and you and all your, the little Jeromes that you have. I'm, I'm sure you've completed there are no all your – Jeromes. There are no little Jeromes. There's what? only one Jerome. That's me. You're looking at it, Phil. This... Read it. You're looking at Jerome, Phil. That's it. <laughs> One's enough. <laughs> One's enough if you ask me, Jerome. <laughs> That's right. Well, you have a they happy holiday. You have a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas. Uh, everybody in Charleston, everybody around the state uh, wishes you well. And don't be a stranger. Call again. Dittos. Dittos, Phil. Dittos. 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 Thank All you, right. Jerome. Right. See you. Right. So if I don't have Jerome's number. He's got our number. We don't have his number. So how can we call him? And it's hard to get through the prison's warden to get to, uh, you know, one of the inmates. 
Only kidding, Jerome. I know you're not in prison anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I'm kidding about it anymore. Uh, who we, where are we going next before the break? I don't know. I'm staying out of all that, though. Uh, no, we don't have time. Ne- yeah. No, we don't have time. Well, uh, we'll hit Jimmy and Simpsonville. Right, just j- hold on. We'll come yeah. to you out of the break. Don't want to squeeze you in here. That's right. And then uh, we'll hear from Mike Morgan and uh, Lee Sterling. Got Lee Sterling tonight. Uh, oh, we're going to update. Got to update the um, Sports Talk Pick'em Challenge. I took time out today to to grade the sheets from the championship weekend. You know who went 5-0 and picking the championship weekend? All I know is Smitty is beating the brakes all of, yeah. all of, out of all of us. Smitty's having an unbelievable campaign. But Dr. Rick and Teddy Hefner both went 5-0 and in picking championship games. But it's not over. It's not over because you got to pick 10 bowl games. So that gives everybody a chance, okay? And all you can ask for in this world is a chance. So you're telling us we have a chance, and we'll be back. Houston just scored, got a touchdown lead on Louisiana with 20 seconds to go. So, barring anything extreme, Cougars going to win that one. 888-898-2525, the number. If you're just tuning in, didn't hear the news earlier today, Lenore Sellers signed with South Carolina, joining the Gamecocks recruiting class. And, obviously, uh, Shane Beamer and company, uh, very happy about that. He wanted a quarterback in this class. There's more to talk about in recruiting as well. We'll get to that in a few minutes when we have a chance to uh, to dive into it. Let's see if this has moved the needle any for South Carolina in the 24-7 composite rankings. And um, Clemson's still number 10. Uh, let's see if I can get the full rankings here. Clemson's number 10 in South Carolina – if this has been updated, which I think it has been, uh, they're sitting still at number 16. So the Gamecocks are at number 16, and Clemson is at number 10. Alabama is at number 1. We go to Jimmy in the upstate over in Simpsonville. Jimmy, welcome into Sports Talk. How are you? Uh, good. How are y'all? Doing great. Thank you for joining us, and Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to y'all. So uh, y'all were talking about uh, Spencer Rattler earlier. I was listening to the Shane Beamer call-in show the other night. He said that uh, Spencer was definitely playing in the bowl game, but uh, after that, he's not sure. So I'm kind of confused about that. If he's going to turn pro, you would think he would opt out. And then the other thing I well, heard. Not necessarily uh, now. Not necessarily. Not every player who's going to turn pro opts out. Uh, some players do want to go ahead and complete a season. They do want to go ahead and finish with their team. They do want to give the scouts a chance to see them in a bowl setting, and this will be a high-profile bowl setting for South Carolina. Good opportunity for Rattler to um, give the scouts something else to look at as they continue to evaluate him. So the fact that he's playing does not mean automatically one way or the other what he's going to do. Um, I think just my gut, my hunch, is – 
he's going to walk after the bowl game. And I just think that's what they're thinking. Um, and I think he's going to walk after the bowl game. I don't know anything. That's just my gut instinct. Also, I heard that he signed a NIL deal with a Mercedes-Benz dealership. Was that in Columbia? Who was that with? Have you heard that? It was in Columbia, Dick Dyer and Associates. And, yes, he signed an NIL deal with them. He did an appearance with them, I think it was last weekend. And so well, you would- I, I, I don't know what he gets as, as a result of that. You know, I don't know. I'm Obviously, I, I, I say obviously, I'm, I'm assuming he gets uh, a car, maybe a Mercedes to drive for X amount of time, um, maybe some money, some cash up front. I don't know. But, yeah, he did sign something with them. Well, I don't think his resume was enough this year to turn pro and be drafted high. You know, he may be drafted in the lower rounds, but if he wants to be drafted higher, I think he needs to build his resume and come back for another year. That's my opinion. Now, that's a good opinion. That's a good opinion. Um, of course, the only opinion that matters is his and people around him. And, you know, this is a, a kid who, since he was in high school, has been uh, – fed the information that you're an NFL quarterback, you're a first-rounder, you've got that kind of talent, and uh, all it takes is one team to like you, you know? All it takes is one GM, one coach to like you, and you're a first-round pick. Would he benefit from coming back for another year? I mean, I uh, yes and no, but I, you got to remember he's a – this is already his um, – one, two, three uh, – this is his fourth year of college football, right? He redshirted one year. And then he had two years at Oklahoma there, so that's three years. And then the one year at South Carolina, that's four years. So he's about 22, 23. Um, you know, the years are starting to, to get up there. You think about that in terms of your career and uh, wanting to make the big money. I mean, obviously he's making some change at South Carolina through whatever NIL deals he has, but he's not making the the, the mega bucks that you'll make when you get to the next level. So. I mean, you might right. he well, he might if, he might come back for another year. Um, yeah. It seems to me if he were coming back for another year, he would have said it already. That's the thing. I think if you're coming back, you go ahead and let people know. Generally, yeah. if you're leaving yeah. but you don't want to say it yet, then you wait till after the bowl game. Right. One other thing, uh, y'all ever uh, y'all got to see Lenore Sellers play? Has he got a, a strong arm for a dual threat quarterback? I've only seen him on uh, video highlights. I wasn't at the Shrine Bowl, and I uh, I was not at his championship game because I was at the ACC championship game. Everybody says he's got a very strong arm. Uh, he's also very mobile. He runs around extremely well. He had almost 5,000 total yards this season, and he accounted for 67 touchdowns. Now, I, look, I know that's you know that can be a little misleading at times in high school. Uh, DeCarion Joyner had huge offensive numbers coming out of Fort Dorchester High School as a quarterback. And, you know, look what's happened there. Not saying that's going to be the same thing here. He's a bigger guy. Uh, I don't think he really plays any other position besides quarterback. So uh, they seem to believe he's an SEC caliber quarterback. And, um, you know, Syracuse liked him. Uh, Georgia Tech came in and offered late. Um Liberty was the other one that kind of made a strong push for him as well. So um, I know Shane Beamer and first Marcus Satterfield and following him, um, Dowell Loggins, uh, they really liked him and they set out to make him the quarterback in this class. So they believe in him. 
That's all I can all right, tell guys, you. Yo. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Great hearing from you. Let's go to um, Gamecock Larry in Swansea. Gamecock Larry, good to have you back with us. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope you have a great upcoming weekend, sir. Saturday down 335 to go. Devil. Uh, I got now, my now, Larry, 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 in the, in yes, the, in, with Larry, in the spirit of the season, I, I don't think, you know, we need to be talking nice about people. It's the spirit oh, of the okay. season. I love you, Dabo, but we go. No, let me be. You don't got me mixed up. Okay. Hey, uh, I got my report from my Gamecock Research Committee. I got my report, and I got three things that will tell the Gamecock fans. Number one, uh, Rattler Juice Wells is coming back. Take it to the bank. Number two, Spencer Rattler going to call his own place. Number three, I don't forget in the world what number three is. It must be a good one. Well, you know what? One and two, one and two were pretty large. I hadn't even thought about <laughs> that. I hadn't even no, thought about that. I just wanted that. to call. I just wanted to call Holly out a little bit. I, <laughs> old game card Larry laying here just thinking and listening to old Phil and all of them talk. But I wonder which one of the, uh, the NBA scouts is that game last night. I wonder who did they like the best, the big man, tall, tall man, or did they like old JJ, Gigi, and Michi? GG and meet you. Well, I'll tell you what, we got Mike Morgan coming up after the break, and we address that at the very beginning of the conversation. Okay. Oh, y'all have a good holiday. No game call. I just want to listen to you a little bit because my radio don't work. Oh, but no. That's everything, though. Have a happy, happy. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. Game Kong Larry sounding off. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Game Kong Larry. Uh, you think he knows something? He says his, his, his contacts say Rattler and Wells are coming back, and Rattlers, how about, you know, it would not shock me. It would not shock me in the least, considering their situation, that Shane Beamer has drawn up a plan for Rattler to call his own plays. What do you think? Is that feasible? Is that I mean, obviously you got guys upstairs, but no one today, no quarterback today calls their own plays, do they? Almost everything is called in from the sideline. In college, I, I would certainly think that's the case. Not not necessarily the NFL, but, uh, but in college, yeah. But this just adds to the mystery now. And Coach Beamer's already had to address it multiple times. Those last two regular season games, who was calling the plays? Maybe it was Spencer Rattler. Maybe it was Rattler doing it himself. Good job stirring it up there, um, Gamecock Larry. We appreciate it. All right, let's go to the break. And uh, on the other side, Mike Morgan. We'll hear from him and get his thoughts about that game last night and other things uh, in the sports world that's of interest to him as he is headed out to Kansas City tomorrow to call the Kansas City game and it's going to be really really cold out in Kansas City you know that but he'll be in a warm press box but uh, 
we talk about the Northeast and how cold it is for those games or in Chicago, Green Bay. This time of year in Kansas City, you watch those ball games, it looks miserably cold. We got Mike Morgan coming up after the break here on Sports Talk. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Hi, this is Phil Kornblut of Sports Talk here with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. What words of wisdom do you have for those hitting the water this summer? Phil, collisions can be prevented easily if every vessel operator fulfills three major responsibilities. One, practice good seamanship. It's the responsibility of every boat or PwC operator to take all necessary action to avoid a collision. Two, keep a proper lookout. Failing to keep a sharp lookout is the most common cause of boating collisions. And finally, maintain a safe speed. Remember, boat safe, boat smart. You were always more than my mom. You were my role model, my best friend, and biggest supporter. You filled my days with unconditional love. And you also prepared for the day when you couldn't be here. Because of the woman you were back then, I'm able to be the woman I am now. Your planning made this moment possible. Set your family up for life. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance. Your friends for life. Life insurance isn't for you. It's for those you love the most. For a complete insurance review, call Buddy Bridges in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. Serving Lawrence, Clinton, and the shores of Lake Greenwood. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Not licensed to do business in all 50 states. Thank you. Thank you for world-traveling rocket scientists. For tires bigger than your grandma's house. For 3D printing research. For artists in residency, thank you for all the things that take us to the next level. Thank you for playing the lottery, for funding scholarships, for funding grants, for funding innovation in this state. Thank you, the South Carolina Education Lottery. When you play, we all win. In just a moment, we're going to hear from Mike Morgan. Morgan on the move here on Sports Talk. I want to remind you, too, that, of course, it's cold weather is going to get out of here sooner than later. We're going to have beautiful weather once again in South Carolina. And that means you want to get down to the beach for a weekend getaway, maybe a, a week-long getaway, maybe a month or even longer. And you know, we want you to give Jimmy Smith a call at pauliesvacationrentals.com to take care of all your vacation needs. 843-237-4246 for your perfect beach getaway. pauliesvacationrentals.com. 
Jimmy Smith is the man. That number again, 843-237-4246. Had a chance to catch up with Mike. He was in the airport today when we talked. Here's our conversation. All right, time again for another edition of Morgan on the Move. Starring Mike Morgan here on Sports Talk and is brought to you by Played Against Sports in Columbia. Chris Mosley and the gang over there, they have you covered for all your sporting goods needs. They buy and sell quality used in new sports and fitness gear all day, every day. So check them out. Harbison location, 1270 Bauer Parkway. All right, Mike, you were in Columbia last night. You saw the Gamecocks take on Western Kentucky. USC overcame a very slow start. They had a very nice finish. That's a good win for this team coming off two straight losses. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I think that and the Clemson win are, are going to be the two that stand out out of conference for sure. And then, you know, we'll see what they do in conference. But it was my first chance to see the team in person, to chat with Coach Paris, to chat with Gigi Jackson, and to kind of see, you know, what what's really going on there in, in year one of what obviously is a rebuild, uh, which is what a number of teams in the SEC are going through, particularly the first-year coaching scenarios very few first-year coaches in the sec that have a great roster and are going to have a postseason so uh, that's one thing i would tell gamecock fans that are getting a little restless i think some of that stems with going to like one ncaa tournament in a 15-year span is that you're not alone there are a number of programs that uh are going to struggle this year in a league that I keep telling you this, I think it's really top heavy and the top is really, really good as in three top 10 teams, as in a half a dozen top 25 teams. But once you get past that, there's a lot of teams that are finding their way and Carolina is one of them. And that was the thing that, you know, coach Spare, uh, coach Paris expressed with me is that, you know, we got a bunch of guys that are, have never played a big, this big a role before. You know, your top player is a true freshman who just turned 18. Michi Johnson, who was terrific last night. I mean, he was he was basically a bench player and kind of a disappointment at Ohio State. You got a bunch of Frank Martin leftovers that didn't play very well or very uh, meaningful minutes on a team that didn't accomplish a whole lot. So when you add all that up, uh, he knows what's in store. They're going to have to invade the portal, and they're going to have to really bolster the roster. But for last night what you saw was the best case scenario and what they're going to have to have, which is it can't all be Gigi. Michi Johnson is going to have to be a major force for this team, particularly on the offensive end. And then you're just going to have to have other guys chip in here and there. But, but those two need to be a dynamic duo for the Gamecocks this year. And that's what they were last night. A lot of NBA scouts on hand, I guess primarily to check out Jamarian Sharp, 7-5 center forward, I guess you would say, for Western Kentucky. He had a night of 10 points and five rebounds, kind of underwhelming. Now, Jackson, he had 12 points and 16 rebounds, and I got to believe the scouts like what they saw in him. It's still early in the season. They'll see him a lot yeah. more, but did he show you the signs of a guy that could make that next step after this season? Yeah, uh, no doubt. And let me tell you, the scouts were there to see more Gigi than they were the seven foot five Jamarian Sharp. Jamarian Sharp is a guy like Taco Fall because of his insane height and length. He's impossible to ignore as a pro prospect, but he is not. Uh, he's just not a great player. I mean, I don't know how to say that anymore. Uh, that's coming from their own coach. Um, doesn't mean he can't get a, you know, a shot at the next level. But most of those scouts were taking a, a glance at him and they were glaring 
at Gigi Jackson. And, you know, I came in with a little bit of skepticism because I've seen some pretty good freshmen already this year, including one in Tuscaloosa uh, and the Miller kid who is as good a player as I've seen in all college basketball this season. And it's funny because he's built a lot like Gigi. He's got a better shot than Gigi. But I actually think Gigi might be a little more naturally athletic and definitely a better rebounder. Um, there's a lot to like there. I mean, and now what the NBA does so often is draft on upside. And Gigi's got some major, major upside in his game. So is he a, is he a flawed player like every other freshman? Of course he is. But what he has, you can't coach or teach. It's 6'9", it's quick twitch, it's incredibly coordinated, great handle, uh, I'd like to see the shot get better outside, but more importantly, I'd like to see him be more aggressive inside. I'd like to see him attack the rim more, and I know that's what the coaching staff wants as well. Uh, but make no mistake about it, you're you're looking at a first rounder, and not a whole lot of those uh, played for the Gamecocks in the last, I don't know, half century. Hmm. This is true. Mike Morgan, Morgan on the move. So you talked about the SEC. You talked about it being top heavy. Mississippi State, LSU, Missouri, Arkansas. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. Well, there's Kentucky, too. Their, their record's a little bit below those other ones, but you know Kentucky's going to be there. I guess Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, considering what they've done to this point and considering what was thought of them going into the season, they've had to be considered disappointment so far. Vanderbilt, Jerry Stackhouse got a new contract going into this season because of the expectations. But I got to believe, like you, that this is about as deep and talented an SEC basketball slate that we've seen in one season in a long, long time. Well, like I said, I, I think one through six is really, really good. And and that might be uh, the best that I've seen it in a long time. Now, I've seen you. It's all, it, all, it all depends how you define depth, right? Because you could, you could have, you could say, wow, there's nine teams that have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. And then you wind up with six or seven. And most of those don't get past the first weekend. This year, I don't think the SEC is going to get the eight teams or even seven teams they've had in the past. But the one through five or six all could go deep. And that's something that uh, that has not always been the case. So if you're asking me, is it the deepest? It all depends on how you define deep. I know one thing. It's really good one through six, and then we'll figure out seven, eight, nine. And then I think like every other conference, you know, the bottom third is going to take their lumps. They, they, just, they just are. It's because you look at their rosters and you look at what they're going to go up against in an 18 game conference grind. And they, they just don't have the horses. Which one's been the biggest surprise for you so far when you look at the non-conference records? I mean, you see a Georgia oh, yeah. sitting there at eight yeah. and three. Uh, is that going to, is that going to stick for Georgia, or is this just a kind of a uh, a teaser here in the non-conference slate? Mm, you know, I like Mike White, um, and of course the fans wanted him out of Gainesville, and uh, he kind of he, he kind of beat them to it and said, "Okay, fine, I'll just leave for another conference school and went to Georgia." I don't know if Georgia's really built for the long haul. I'll tell you the biggest surprise, and I've had him once in person, uh, and I'm I'm sure I'll have them again is Missouri. And what they did to Illinois last night on a neutral floor, Coach Gates has done an outstanding job. And, again, he's, he did it all through the portal. They have one returning kid who's, who's good, and that's Kobe Brown. I mean, he's an all-conference player. He's been in the league forever. The rest of it is a bunch of mid-major 
portal guys, but if you if you dig a little deeper, all of their portal guys were proven scorers at other at other places. So they might have done it at a mid-major level, but sometimes you know what? If you can shoot and you're wired to score, that translates at bigger levels, bigger schools, as opposed to just getting a kid that was ticked off at his head coach about playing time and it was an underachiever at a power five school and you scoop him up and you say, look at us. We got so-and-so from North Carolina. We got so-and-so from Illinois. Yeah, but they couldn't play a lick there. What makes you think they're going to play a lick for you? So I, I could see both, both sides of the coin, but that's what coach Gates did right off the bat. He, he just went for a bunch of kids that quite honestly, weren't the highest profile guys in the portal, but they've played very well. Have you had a chance with all your travels and now you're focused on basketball, but have you had a chance to take a look ahead to the college football playoffs and what you think is going to come out of the two semifinal games? Yeah. I mean, as you know, I just had the Myrtle Myrtle Beach Bowl a few days ago, so I'm still in football mode. I'm heading to Kansas City as we speak through all this uh, weather to do Chiefs, uh, Seahawks on on Saturday, Christmas Eve. But, yeah, I'm always dialed into the – college football postseason, watching bowl games when I can. And uh, I really am excited not to take away anything from the two, three matchup, but I, I can't wait to see Georgia, Ohio state. I think that's one of the few one, four games that could actually be really competitive and, and something to look forward to. So yeah. And I mean, from that standpoint, new year's Eve, uh, if I'm not working, then I'll be watching for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll let you go. I know you're traveling out to cold Kansas City. We thank you for the minutes. Have a great holiday, a Merry Christmas, a great call tomorrow, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody out there. All right, Mike Morgan, Morgan on the move with us here on Sports Talk. Hitting the top of the hour break. When we come back, got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Don't leave us. Be right back. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. And welcome back into Sports Talk, everybody. On this Friday night, it's now time to get some professional help from our man, Lee Sterling, from ParamountSports.com. Lee, great to have you with us once again. We're headed into bowl season now. How are you feeling about things as bowl season is upon us? Uh, A lot better now than I felt about a week ago. Phil, normally it takes me two full days, about 10, 11 hours each day to prepare. This year it took me three and a half days and 14 hours uh, the first three days. I mean, it's just mind boggling. I had three computers open. My wife even walked by me and she's like, do you know you have like 35 tabs opened up? I'm like, yeah. Uh, you know, to just get a handle on all the opt outs and all the different, you know, new quarterbacks are going to start that may have only, you know, thrown 30 or 40 passes. Uh, I've got to get a handle and watch a lot of tape. So it, it does get tougher but I actually feel real good about the bowl season. Well, I got to believe with all the transfers and the opt-outs and the coaching changes, it's got to be difficult to handicap games this time of the year. 
that's that well that's the thing i mean uh, um yeah it, it's it's a lot more challenging but i actually feel good about it i think there's some situations where some quarterbacks who might be playing not a lot of people know about might be better or worse uh than they're perceived so um, as long as I stay on top of it and I work hard, uh, things usually work out okay. All right, before we get to your picks this week, let's tell everybody how they can get all your information this weekend and throughout bowl season. Well, they want to get involved. Uh, we've won four of the last five bowl seasons in three of those four years. We are above 64% on our bowl picks. Uh, total of uh, 35 bowl games from now through December 31st in two weeks of the NFL just $197. It's normally $397. Lower the price, just $197. You can order it right now, ParamountSports.com. All right, let's get to the games you have for us. One of those is a playoff game. It's Georgia against Ohio State. Bulldogs are favored by six. What do you think? So, unless Ohio State <laughs> plays a lot better than they've shown this year, they're in trouble. I mean, Georgia's played in this building three straight times, including couple weeks ago that three-headed monster running back with Kenny McIntosh, Dejan Edwards and Kendall Milton they really use all three of their skill sets at a high level here CJ Stroud's been good but against the top opponents Notre Dame didn't fare well and Michigan didn't have enough to put them over the top here and unless Stetson Bennett throws two or three interceptions I'm going to ride the Bulldogs. They'll make the championship game 37-17. All right, let's get to the state teams, both playing on the same day on December 30th. Let's go with the afternoon game first. That's Notre Dame against South Carolina, Gator Bowl in Jacksonville. Lee, Fighting Irish are favored by two. Yeah, since the beginning of the season, Notre Dame is now down to the third quarterback for this game. And, boy, they had trouble in bowl games. Seven and 15 straight up and against the spread. The last 22 bowl games, uh, including just three and 14 against the spread versus an opponent off of a win here. And you talk about uh, horrible red zone defense. Uh, Notre Dame, number 129 out of 131 teams. That's dead last of any team going to a bowl game. Shane Beamer, uh, solid 6-1 and one against the spread here versus non-conference opponents. And uh, his team has won four games straight up as an underdog this year. Uh, I, I just think that uh, I'm feeling pretty strong about South Carolina. Wrong team favorite here. Gamecocks, 38 to 24. Well, I'm sure Gamecock fans are going to be excited about hearing that information. What about Clemson and Tennessee, Orange Bowl, Fort Lauderdale? It's the Tigers favored by six going into this one. So if Tennessee had their starting quarterback and both receivers, Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt, I might favor Tennessee, but that's not the case. Tillman and Hyatt uh, opted out, and I think it's a huge loss for them here. Joe Milton is no slack at, slouch here at quarterback, but I just think it's Cade Klubnick's time here. I, I think the kid's going to be a star. I think he's going to make a statement at this game here. I just think Clemson has a better offensive and defensive line here. I think they pull away late, 35-24, and I'm going to make a guess. Who ends up the MVP? Are you ready? My daughter, she's singing the national anthem for the game. So everyone tune in, in early. Uh, she'll be the one in the orange dress and the orange uh, Nike dunk shoes. <laughs> well, can't wait to hear her. Good luck to her. And that takes us to your free play of the week. 
You've got Illinois favored by two against Mississippi State. Got to be a little bit difficult to handicap this one, considering everything that's gone on with the Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, some people might think so, but I think I figured out the matchups. I think I figured out, uh, you know, how high or low Mississippi State will be for this game. They want to get the game. Call 800-400-9741 to get Illinois, Mississippi State on me. Uh and like I said, check out the website, all the specials. We've got a big UFC card also. $50 gets him the UFC card. And if we don't win the UFC card, the rest of January is free. So ParamountSports.com. All right. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Lee Sterling, telling you what to do with those games coming up next week. A couple of quick notes. First of all, updating our Sports Talk Pick'em Challenge We've got, as I said at the top of the program, Smitty. He's just stomping everybody. Four and one championship weekend. He's 47 and 23. So he's got a healthy lead over everybody else after a four and one championship weekend. Next would be with 38 correct picks. Fran, the money coach Halloran, he was three and two championship weekend. So 38 32. Next would be the big kahuna. Bobby Harton at 37 and 33. He had a two and three championship weekend. So he's 37 and 33. Next up would be me after a three and two championship weekend. 35 and 35. Back to 500. That was my goal. Get to 500, then go from there. And then following your humble host at 34 and 36, we have the bad boy Alan Smothers who went three and two. And gentlemen, Jim Corbett, attorney for the Stars, he also went three and two. They are 34 and 36. Next at 33 and 37, Kev Cohen, who had a three and two championship weekend. He's 33 and 37. 32 and 38 would be Dr. Rick, who went five and oh. And Pat, two and three for you. You're 32 and 38. And I uh, should also mention, oh, I missed uh, Chris. Uh, Chris Bergen had a four and one week. <clears throat> he too is thirty three and thirty seven. So he and Kevin have the same total after a four and one week. He's thirty three and thirty seven, and then at thirty one and thirty nine is Teddy Hefner after a five and zero oh week, and that takes us to dead last. And I do mean dead last. Pete Yanitator, a three and two week, and he is twenty eight and forty two. So that's how we stand going into a bowl play. Smitty having a great pick'em season at 47 and 23, a four and one week for him. He's practically clinched, but not yet. Let's see. He's 47 and 23. Second place is 38 and 32. We've got 10 more games to pick. He's got a nine game lead. So he's almost, we're almost all dormy. We use a golf term here. We're almost dormy. Speaking of golf, let's welcome in our good friend who covers the golf scene for us here on Sports Talk, travels the world, writing about golf, MJ Ward joining us from up in the blustery Northeast. MJ, how are you? Uh, It's really good. Nice to hear your voice, Phil. You too. I know you love hearing football, hearing about Gamecock football in particular, but let's talk about what's happened. It kind of got lost here with everything else going on, but the announcement by Augusta National, that uh, live tour golfers will be allowed to play in the Masters, will receive invitations if they have qualified. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was unexpected that that past champions would probably be permitted to play because the Masters has long had the connection in which those who have played in the past and those who are present-day players are able to be out there on the golf course together. I mean, clearly a past champions, many of whom don't really make the 36-hole cut, but that part of the Masters' identity has been really, I mean, it, it goes back to its founding uh, with Bob Jones and Clifford Roberts. So I don't, I don't think that was unexpected. I do think that extending uh, the invitations beyond that, in other words, to use the current formula that they used for the last year's Masters and have it carry over, irrespective of whatever tour you were on, I think that was something of a surprise, maybe not a major surprise, but the Masters brand is something that Fred Ridley wants to preserve and protect. And clearly by having as many of the top players in the world be able to play at Augusta is something that he feels is more important than, you know, what the connection is that these live players have with Saudi Arabia and how it impacts the United States history, most recently with 9-11. Now, this is for this coming year, 23. Invitations are going out soon. He did not make a long-term commitment, did he? He just talked about the 23 Masters. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, one thing about Augusta, they will, they will never get ahead of themselves. Um, and it's not just unusual, um, you know, in this particular situation, or, or they're stepping out of the box and doing something. They, they make it a point only to comment upon things that, you know, are in what I call close to real time. So, I mean, there have been some changes made, you know, to the golf course uh, over the years. A lot of times they will not even talk about it until the present time comes when that particular event happens. So, um, you know, it, what Fred Ridley has done is he's attempted to take the air out of the balloon long before we get to the April time frame. Because if he had said nothing, uh, this matter would have been become more and more important for, for what it's, it's still not going to go away. I mean, there's still ramifications of this issue that are still going to be present. But he is basically saying, hey, as we cross into the new year and invitations go out, that we're going to follow the pattern that we've always followed um, at Augusta National. Talking with MJ Ward about Augusta and about Live Golf, is there some splintering going on on the Live Golf side with some, did I not see where some folks or at least one important person, one high-ranking officials left the tour for some reason? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's always going to be a following of anything that happens, uh, you know, in terms of Liv's operational side. I mean, you know, one of the bigger news stories was is that in order to get any type of possibility of talks being started, I mean, you had Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy say that Greg Norman, uh, as commissioner of Liv, he has to go on, on the flip side. I think when it plays out as it did for Liv, in terms of the reaction, I think some people may have had a second thought about whether or not they wanted to remain. And with the gentleman in question who was really handling operations side, I think he may have come to a conclusion. This is speculation on my part that, that the whole enterprise of live as a whole probably would not have been the best course of action to remain with. And obviously he chose to leave. Mm -hmm. I, I think the issue really for live though is, you know, where does the future go from here? You know, I mean, I think that's always been the question. Um, it's it's not a business model that is sustainable. 
except as long as the Saudis continue to front the money uh, for what's going on. But I don't see I don't see any major sponsor that's involved with the PGA Tour saying, boy, we need to be involved. I mean, so, you know, you take companies like Rolex, uh, Omega, uh, a number of the brand names that are global and have long associated themselves with professional golf. I don't think you're going to see them really align themselves with live at this point. Um, there's others that are going to be in the same, uh, same situation, uh, because they know that, you know, in the situation dealing with, with Saudi Arabia and the money and where it's coming from, that's not the kind of thing that you want for your overall brand and position in the marketplace. Sure. So the masters will be the first time that we've got everybody back together since the split occurred. And I'm wondering, you know, there's been a lot of nastiness between some of the golfers toward each other. I wonder how they're going to all get along at Augusta National. Do you think Fred Ridley's going to bring them all in together into the Butler cabin and sit them <laughs> down and say, okay, let's yeah. everybody get along here for the good of the game? Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any kumbaya moments at, at Augusta. Um, you know, the, the golfers, professional golf at the, at the elite level is, is sort of like, you know, the Western that you would see from many, many years ago. Each person sits in their own silo <laughs> and kind of and kind of does their own thing, although they certainly have relationships. I mean, you know, people like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, they've known each other since high school days or college days. So you know, there's tight relationships with people. Um, but I also think, too, that when they come together, certainly there's going to probably be maybe a residual comment will be made by somebody. And maybe somebody will push back on it and say, you know, you're out of line in saying that to me. Um, you know, it, it's hard to fathom that everybody's going to be, you know, sitting around the campfire and just having a grand old time uh, because the Masters will be the first major. Uh, the, the pressure is going to be on the players who went to live to demonstrate that they are really at or beyond anybody that's playing the game uh, of golf as we know it today. So Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, um, you know, Patrick Reed to some degree, any of the players who jump, you know, they, they need to demonstrate that they really haven't skipped a beat in playing 54-hole golf. I mean, 54-hole golf to this day is viewed by many people as not 72-hole golf. And it would be the equivalent of playing a seven-inning baseball game and saying it's a nine-inning game mm. or playing – 60 minutes of NFL football is now 45 minutes of NFL football. So, you know, there's a part of live that's going to have to deal in with credibility. And certainly by getting the platform of playing at the masters, they have an opportunity to showcase that they really haven't, you know, taken a back seat and they're still right on the front lines. MJ is always great hearing from me. We wish you happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Look forward to a lot of great nights with you here on sports talk during the 23 golf season. I know the, the fall season, we've had that, but we've got really the season that everybody starts paying attention starting in January out in Hawaii. So we look forward to that. And uh, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bill, always a pleasure, and all I can say is go Gamecocks against the Irish. That's <laughs> all I can say. <laughs> okay. Thank you, MJ. Got that Gamecock underwear on. We appreciate it very much. Happy holidays. Looking forward to seeing what happens this golf season. We'll talk more golf, more, more technical golf. With George Bryan III coming up here at the bottom of the hour. After the break, we'll give you the recruiting report for tonight. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up next.
South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seacattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Life, it has its ups and downs. Sometimes it's little things like hitting every red light or dropping your cell phone. Maybe it's the bills, rent, or pressure at work. But when it comes to the South Carolina Education Lottery, you should never feel like playing will solve everything. The lottery is a game. It's played for fun. So set a dollar amount. Expect not to win and make sure responsibilities, family, friends, and work come first. Visit PlayResponsiblySC.com. Time for recruiting brought to you by our good friends at Seawells. They'll be back open next week for the daily luncheon buffet. No, 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 no. They, they actually, they are, they are closed until January the 4th. I was going to say, they'll be open next year. That's right. For the uh, daily luncheon buffet. Till January 4th? Yeah, that's surprising. I'm reading it right now. I wanted to confirm that. But yeah, mm. they will be reopening the buffet on Wednesday, January the 4th. So an extended mm. holiday for the Seawells family. Wow. Well, congratulations to them. They deserve it. I don't know how many of us can uh, make it that long without the uh, daily luncheon buffet from Seawells. The nutrition, it's the nutrition side of it that I'm thinking about. But make plans to get back to the Seawells uh, buffet. And, of course, you need the best in the catering business coming up in 2023. Seawells, their business has been exploding now that uh, COVID is over and everybody's gotten back to having gatherings and parties and they're busy as they can be. But they'll make time for you. 803-771-7385 is their number. They're located at 1125 Rosewood Drive in Columbia. So South Carolina got the commitment from quarterback Lenora Sellers today, 6-3-217. He has uh, lit up football fields across the state over the last two seasons, culminating with a state championship and a Shrine Bowl victory 
this month. And he announced this morning he'll continue to uh, display his skills in-state. He signed with USC after previous commitments to Syracuse and Virginia. He became the primary recruiting target of Shane Beamer and then quarterback coach Marcus Satterfield during the season. Beamer offered him in late October. From there, Beamer and his new quarterback's coach, Dowell Loggins, made a strong push for Sellers, and the push was for, was for Sellers staying at home. That was a major selling point to him. And moving the ball around the field and getting it into his playmaker's hands, that's a strength of his. This season, he passed for 2,948 yards with 45 touchdowns, 1,338 yards rushing with 22 touchdowns. He said after his quick announcement this morning that being around USC commitments at the Shrine Bowl last week in Spartanburg and hearing their pitch also influenced him. He said he his decision came down to the Gamecocks, Syracuse, and Liberty, and he'll be enrolling in January at South Carolina. Meantime, the Gamecocks continue to recruit for a few more players to sign in February. One is tied in Shamar Easter, 6'5", 214. He is out of uh, Ashdown, Arkansas. And uh, he has been committed to Arkansas since August, but South Carolina has gotten involved with him primarily through the arrival of Dowell Loggins, who, of course, coached him at Arkansas. So they got him in for an official visit last weekend. He, of course, did not sign this week. He plans to wait and sign in February about his official visit. He said it was great. He loved the coaches. All the recruits were wonderful. He said they want you to be the best you can be, the better person, had a great experience, saw a lot of things that I liked. And uh, he's going to take some time now. Since he has more time, he's going to take some time to think things over before he signs. And he said this extra time will give him a chance to um, think more thoroughly about his decision. He took an official visit to Arkansas in June. He plans to visit there again January 15th when the Razorbacks host their next recruiting event. As a junior, he had 30 catches for 519 yards and five touchdowns. He averaged over 17 yards per catch. He's also a track athlete and participates in several different sprints and field events for his school. USC commitment defensive end Xavier Hardy did not hear from the NCAA Clearinghouse today, so he did not sign. He won't sign until February 1st. And he remains locked in, he said, with the Gamecocks. 24 quarterback commitment, Dante Reno said today he has not yet decided if he will enroll next month. He said they're going to see how everything plays out after the bowl game for now. USC has seven quarterbacks now, counting Sellers. Reno's waiting to see what attrition there might be. AC floor running back Markel Townsend signed with Lehigh. And USC target Oklahoma State transfer running back Dominique Richardson ended up signing or committing to Baylor. There you go with recruiting. After the break, George Bryan joins us and Tsunami Robbie as well. Birdies and bogeys and biceps around South Carolina. Coming up. Four. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. And that's when my caddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never... All right, I don't even know, and I know it takes something big and special 
to keep George Bryan III off a golf course. Okay? I can't even fathom that he was out playing golf today, as cold as it was, as windy as it was. Now, it would be a great day to be on the course if you could handle it and get that wind behind you. That was probably a wind that would add, I don't know, 50, 60 yards to your drive, maybe 80 yards. That wind was howling out there today. We welcome in George Bryan III, birdies and bogeys and biceps around the state of South Carolina. Robbie, Tsunami Robbie Timms is also with us once again. Gentlemen, great to have you. George, please tell me you weren't on the golf course today. Well, I actually hit a few chips and pitches at my learning center, and I was putting as uh, as Patrick uh, rung me up there. And so, although I didn't play days like today, just because it 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 uh, it kind of blocks it blocks you a little bit, it makes me want to play even more. So, I don't know about tomorrow either. It doesn't look too uh, it doesn't look too no. encouraging. <laughs> But I'll tell you right now, it does because because it runs us off, it makes me want to play even more. Well, I mean, if you're a real man, get out there tomorrow, put on a pair of shorts and a golf shirt, and, you know, get out there at 7 in the morning when it's still about 15 degrees, tee it up, and show us how it's done. Well, I'm glad you said real man. Let's go ahead and bring in Tsunami Robbie Thames. Uh, come on in, Tsunami Robbie same <laughs> man oh man you guys are cracking me up you know it was so cold but i and i even had visions of florida today but i'm watching the game in tampa right now and and they're freezing down there too so florida's not a good option either hey uh, hey listen to this man the uh my buddy randolph said if we'll play a little faster tonight he'll invite us to play a very special golf course tba but it does have something to do with a bird, and it is in Florida. Mm. Woo. Yeah, so, hey, hey, hey Randolph said we got to play fast. In other words, you want to go quick tonight. Well, no, he just said play fast. That means we got to cover a lot of territory. All right, go ahead. The he floor is yours. It's all yours. No, 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 no. I just, hey, I'm throwing that out. Yeah. Uh, the, are you not even curious about the name of the golf course that he took? And and he uh, he he actually threw out there the faster you play the higher the percentage that he covers you. <laughs> well, how fast Ooh. does he want us to play? I'll jog it. Yeah. Hey hey, uh, it, let's talk about the bird thing first. I'm trying to give you a hint. Hmm. Um. Well, he he's got a big bill, a big bill. A big and, bill, and it's a bird. And yeah, and you'll see down at the beach, and he he a uh, big old bill, and he's got a little tin that hangs down. Uh, seagull, sometimes. seagull golf course. Close, close. Am I close? Yeah, you're close. A seagull, seagull. Uh, bigger, bigger, bigger bird, a... bigger bill. Bigger bill, bigger bird. Dives in the water. He dives oh, in the water. Oh, 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 uh, uh, uh. Not a penguin. A uh, what's that called? Um, <laughs> that would be, be a pelican. Pelican, pelican. Yes, you nailed it. Yeah, and we'll hold him accountable. This guy's—he's uh, pretty solid. It's a place called a pelican. You got to go look it up. That'll be it on this topic. Because remember, we got to keep moving. And he said, "All we have to do is play fast, Bill. Mm. Fast." Pelican Golf Club. Looking at it right here. 
Pelican yeah. Golf Club, experience leisure and luxury on your own terms. Okay. I like it. And yeah, this so. is in Bel Air, Florida. Okay. So I'm I'm game. So all right. So the uh this is always my favorite time time of the year because everybody's watching football. We have the golf courses to ourselves. The, we always think about the memories that we had over the holidays and one that is vivid for me uh, when the temperature was in single digits, I played in Williston at the nine hole golf course, Williston country club. Uh, I want to say it was Christmas day had to sneak on. It was closed single digit temperature with my brand new FG Wilson staff FG 17. Uh, played 18 holes in about two hours, single-digit temperatures, and I think it was either Christmas Day or the day after. So uh, that that's a fond memory, and my wife got me that set of golf clubs. Surprised me. Hmm. So uh, I don't remember how I played. I just remember playing, and I did not dress for the occasion. <laughs> but the game of golf kept me warm. So that's the lesson. Play golf. Like you said, go out with shorts and you will be warm. If well, you've got the club in your hand, it just warms you up. I mean, I really wanted to ask you, considering we are getting hit with this Arctic blast, but there's still people who want to play golf, but it's hard to play golf when you're all bundled up. We all know that. You want something still that's that's warm and comfortable but kind of lean and clean on you so you can make your turn and swing your club and all that. So how do you layer up in weather like this if you do want to go out and get some golf in? Well, first of all, and I, I did. I appreciate uh, I, I appreciate how you handle that. And I for for over ten years, what I tried to do is try to dress light as as uh, layered as possible. And then I then I figured out go the opposite way. Look at the advantages of putting on the heavy stuff, and and uh, alter how you play. So I I put on lots of clothes now. And I started, I started in 1990, 91 down. It was actually down in Florida trying to figure out how to play in the cold. And what I did is just put the heavy stuff on and it, you can't swing as big. So what I did is just hit more club, swung whatever I could with those clothes. And you know, it actually turned out to be pretty decent. I could, uh, it, it limits excess motion. And, you know, I played, I played uh, smaller swings, shorter shots, and anyway, uh, there are a lot of different ways to play this game. The tsunami, Robbie, I don't know what you do mm. uh, to, to 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 navigate in the cold, but that's what I do. I, I go ahead and dress warm and swing less. And don't worry about not having that flexibility. I'd rather stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had some moments in the cold weather that um, – that, that I almost wish I, I wasn't out there, especially when the wind is blowing. Even half of what it was blowing today, it can cut right through you. But, you know, I, I can remember back talking about those memories. Of one of the one of the best rounds I ever had was in a on a cold-weather day. I was paired with a, a guy in a little scramble that, that um, uh, you know, he was, um, he, he was a, a struggling golfer, let's say he he, uh, he he didn't have his game going that day, and, and we were up against a couple guys who who wanted to uh, wanted to kind of put their foot on our throat. And um, hmm. with those, I had heavy gear on, just like you talked about, George. 
and I felt restricted in everything I did, but it almost like it kept me in plane where I just could pick the club up and drop it down on the ball and, and kept down the middle of the fairway and got around the greens and made some putts. And we, we ended up uh, taking the cash that day. So that was a good memory <laughs> on a cold weather day. How much cash did you take, Robbie? That was only about twenty. Everybody had twenty bucks then, so we got we only we only took about forty out of it. But mm. it was it was it was fun since they were talking all the trash to begin with. <laughs> there you go. That warms you up just getting that W, kind of rubbing in their face a little bit. Hey, I'm yeah, glad you time. mentioned warm. I'm glad you mentioned warm up. The uh, this segment's been sponsored by Tsunami Bar Sports for a while, and we got some technology out there that. Uh, Tsunami Robbie, uh, the golf team at Tsunami Bar Sports, Ken Taylor, uh, Mike Ramsey, we've about come to the conclusion that the first place to talk about technology like the Tsunami Bar is with a warm-up. So Tsunami Bar, Tsunami Robbie, talk about the Tsunami Bar technology and where it fits with warm-up. Is there, hey, not just golf, but other sports. Take it away. Yeah, the warm-up is, uh, is vital in just about everything we do, and, and golf is no exception. Uh, everybody, you know, I'm that, I'm that guilty guy that, that used to ride up. Uh, the uh, other three guys in the foursome were on the first tee, and I roll up in a golf cart trying to put my shoes on, and, and I don't even put a tee in the ground. I just throw the ball on the ground and try, <laughs> and try to go. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even close to ready. Uh, but I've, I've learned through the years that it's, it's mo- much more fun when you don't start out behind the eight ball, you can get that first uh, first tee shot and feel good about it. And that usually starts with a good warm-up. And um, something, you know, the 47 from heaven or the Laginator or the multi-stick or any of the, the mobile units that, uh, that we have in our technology are great. They get warmed up right there at your vehicle in the parking lot or to put it in your bag. And when you're waiting on the first tee, when the next group is teeing off, Take three to five minutes, and and you can be ready to go. It makes a big difference, and and uh, that flexible technology is that, that's not something that wears you out or puts a big pump in your in your arms to where it might restrict your range of motion a little bit. It's it's great at getting blood flow going, and um, Doctor Vismara talked about that. Uh, getting uh, this technology is the best he's ever seen at getting blood flow to the extremities. So when you can get some feeling in your hands on a cold day, that's a bonus. Hmm. And when you get some feeling in your feet and you feel like you can grab the ground, that's a bonus. And when you can turn and, and get your back swing and get good impact area, uh, that's a bonus. So why not get warmed up, play well, and enjoy your round instead of uh, complaining about it right off the first hole when you shot double bogey and you're already already struggling. So get warmed hey, Phil, up. Help us. Phil, help us out a little bit. You know, you putting videos up. How do we, uh, anybody out there listening, want to see some of those warm-up videos featuring and starring Tsunami Robbie and Phil Cornblue? How do we find it? No, Tsunami Robbie's the star. I'm, I'm just the stunt man there to, you know, take the fall and uh, <laughs> get hit upside the head by the bar and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can go to our website, sportstalksc.com. I happen to think it's an excellent website to go and visit to get information on things happening around the state. And then all you got to do is you look over right on the right side there, and you'll see, first of all, a digital ad for the uh, Tsunami Bar. And you can click on that, and that'll take you to the website for Tsunami Bar Sports. You can learn all about them right there, the training center, the technical aspect, 
how they design and build uh, the advisors like Tsunami Robbie and Tonal Wave. Robbie can explain that. All about training. Great website. Terrific website. Tells you everything you need to know. Right below that is where we have the video with uh, Robbie explaining the uh, usage of the Tsunami Bar. Right now we have got our demo number five up for viewing. And this had uh, quite a bit of action out there in the stratosphere or the, what do you call it? The, um, out there in, uh, in, uh, video land, <laughs> wherever yeah, it goes out there streaming. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we'll put up another one here, uh, soon, get the next one up. And pretty soon, I guess we'll do some updated videos and cut some more and put some new ones up. Hey, here's yeah, the thing. Go ahead that. and give yourself, if any, anybody out there listening, got to give yourself a, Christmas present. If you if you uh, think warm up, just getting your body a little uh, a little in better condition to swing before you take the first one live at a golf ball. Then go ahead and look at the multi stick forty seven from Heaven. It's eighty nine ninety five on the website. Then you uh, if if you're a little more concerned with hitting some balls but can't get your laginator. So if you want to mash the tater and get you a laginator hmm. that not only uh visualize a few swings if so it depends on where you are if you want to warm up get your body a little better in a little better shape and hit a ball before you take that first swing at one multi 47 if you if you're a little insecure about hitting golf balls get a laginator that'll take the edge off and give you a little more confidence just take four or five swings right out of the trunk you can fit it in the bag and on the way to the on the way to the first tee you can snap a few off hmm. and so there you have it hey if you want to if you want to really get better faster get both and then what we do is we send you we send you uh videos so you know robbie and i have videos out there youtube land and we'll send them to you to make sure you understand how to get the best use out of them and let's uh, explain so to the folks uh robbie that uh the tsunami bar is spread out throughout the country it's in training rooms it's in weight rooms it's in college football rooms nfl rooms it's it's used all over the country now it's it's become very famous and um great athletes professional athletes college athletes they all they're all using it must be a reason that it works for them to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve yeah phil you're correct the um the bar is is that um is that 12 12 year long overnight success uh, that um you know we just kept uh, kept at it kept developing the bar trying to improve it make it better used a lot of my coaching experience and put a lot of those touches that uh, that I saw in the previous versions uh to to upgrade it and make it something that uh, would be a legitimate weightlifting weight training physical fitness strength and conditioning item and collegiate and professional weight rooms and that's exactly where the bar is at now um the uh you know it's, it's a it's a polypropylene gel uh it's got the insides of fiberglass it's very light so instead of a 45 pound bar you, you only have maybe a 15 pound bar with the biggest one our max bar uh, but it can hold uh, up to 540 pounds of raw weight mm. and then when you get that bending with some some dynamic flexibility uh, depending on the speed of that motion, it, it, you can take that well over a thousand pounds of force 
that you're having to handle and recruit muscle for. Uh, now, uh, I'm not nearly strong enough, not even at my pr- in my prime where I can handle that kind of force. So we've got the other bars, uh, like the uh, the force bar, which is is um, uh, you know is a, there's a science behind that and why it's called a force bar, and where it fits in the program, and then the speed bar. Uh, that, um, you know, I only put 25 pounds aside on a speed bar. It's a 62-pound setup. Nobody thinks that's extremely heavy at all, but when you put speed into that, it can deliver a 415-pound central nervous system response. Hmm. Uh, so you have to recruit for it, you know, and your body has to respond to it. And and you don't get the muscular and skeletal abrasion, the breakdown, the soreness, the days and days of recovery uh, that you would with traditional training. So, um it's been very successful, and I think that's exactly why a lot of these athletes are using it. They're having less on-the-field injuries because they get more recruitment in their stabilizers compared to the, the traditional steel bar training, and they get more recruitment in their prime movers compared to traditional uh, bar training. So there are tons of benefits, uh, whether it be strength um, or uh, power or injury resistance, uh, uh, I'll call it, uh, where you're your joints have more integrity because the muscles around them are better able to handle the impact and the quick change of direction that you get in, in the, the, the sports that we play. I so, was so. Here's the thing. Go ahead, uh, Phil. Well, last week, two weeks ago, now yeah. you had David Abernathy and Mike Armstrong on. And sure, here's what I learned from David Abernathy. This is the only technology out there that helps you get that training to the grass to the field. That's the biggest advantage of the tool. So if you want, hey, if you want to get more done and for exercise to be fun, you got to try it out, at least look at it. If you want better application, so there's theory and there's application. When you get your work, you put, you invest your work, you want a return on that work investment. So Ab says get it, get it to the grass through the tsunami bar. So there you have it. What were you going to say? I cut you right off. Well, you you mentioned David. I was going to mention David as well, the creator of the Tsunami Bar, guys. And uh, he told me when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, the beautiful thing about the Tsunami Bar, Robbie, and I guess you would know this better than we would, is that for the, the athlete who's working out and trying to get bigger and stronger, compared to using the old fashioned, what was it, steel bar, I guess, that you had the weights on, he said it's much easier on the hands. Much easier on the hands. You you can lift all that heavy weight, but you're not putting what is it? The stress on the hands, on the grip that you were previously with the old fashioned bars. Yeah, the direct line of pressure because the bar bends, you know, at a at a motion where the hands are the primary support. Say such as a bench press where you're underneath the bar, your arms are extended, the bar is in your hands above your chest, and a traditional barbell. The direct line or the weight, the absolute weight of the bar is a direct line of force directly from the hands into the wrist, into the elbows, into the shoulders, and there's no relief point in there. Anywhere through that range of motion, you bring it down, you got gravity working against you, so that's going to increase that force just a little bit, and the hands are the first line of resistance that has to absorb it. The tsunami bar is different and that the weight of the bar is displaced to the ends of the bar, and it has flexibility. So that parabolic bend in the middle of the bar takes that direct line of pressure and force off the hands, off the wrist, off the elbows, and off the shoulders. And that's a, a big part of uh, why we don't have or don't see uh, to this point, you know, 12 years down the road, 
near the no- number of shoulder injuries, hand injuries, wrist injuries, and elbow injuries that we see in traditional training. Yeah, and in, in short, we're talking about a rubber thermal that uh, material that's soft, whereas the metal is just abrasive. It's steel. And when the tack to the hand, to the skin on the hand itself, is it, <laughs> the tsunami bar is a lot more friendly, and I got some, some terrible hands. Hmm. And, and Phil, you see when you, you, you saw me last week, you saw how jacked up I was. Pumped. <laughs> Pumped. George, like I've never seen you. So <laughs> you know how important that tactile sense is to me. And that's that. And, and uh, for those that don't know me uh, or hadn't seen pictures, I'm greatly exaggerating. But when we get on this radio, we just we just uh, blow ourselves up just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why radio's a beautiful thing because it's all about the image in one's mind and uh we let the audience, you know, draw their own conclusions. <laughs> hey, I, I want to go ahead and point out a couple of things. You can find the you can go visit that bar uh and check it out for yourself right here in Columbia. You got 24/7 fitness and down to, and, uh, and the Players Club downtown Columbia on Main Street. Now, Low Country Golf, Custom Golf David Ayers down in Mount Pleasant. Uh, Coosa Golf, uh, two locations in Columbia. David Ayers, excuse me, Andrew Allen, uh, golf fitness expert over in Ainer near Myrtle Beach. Uh, Old Edwards Club in Glen Cove, if you're heading to the cashiers this time of year, that's about the only thing open is their training fitness center. And uh, so different, different golf courses around the, around the southeast, you can find them. And so go to the website, though, and check out. And, fellas, I know it's uh, we got to be sneaking up to needing to putt out on this last hole. And mm. I think it, it could be – well, I think we'll be in next week unless unless uh, we have the weekend or week off. Are you still going to – well, no, no, i tell you what. We need to tee it up a little earlier next week, don't we, Phil? If you want to, we'll talk about that. I think next Friday we're going to be tied up with all the bowl stuff going on because both the Gamecocks and Tigers will be playing, but we can – Certainly um, get an earlier tea time if if you guys want, or maybe if you want to uh, enjoy the New Year's holiday and have the uh, weekend off. It's it's up to y'all, whatever y'all want to do. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Guys want to do. Yep, we'll, we'll figure that out. I want to go ahead and congratulate Summer Bell Fair. She is uh, in Spartanburg, and the 12-year-old, 11-year-old, excuse me, had huh. her very first hole-in-one hitting a seven-iron at the creek. And what I'm doing is trying to find the details. She, uh, well, that's just not fair. Oh, it's not fair, is it? It's not fair. When I, when I was uh, I was looking at what it was a post, and I happen to know this uh, young player, she said, I was shooting a seven-iron. It was, <laughs> it was, it was witnessed by Carrie rose tar and bella rose tar and it was 67 yards and again the creek so how about that hole in one how about that? Uh, nothing like the perfect shot Mm-mm. so hey you just gave me my little uh it's my time to go ahead and putt out and so man until next week tee them high but shoot them low merry christmas merry christmas robbie merry christmas george Thanks for being with us, guys. Have a great weekend. 
Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Okay, there you go. Tsunami Robbie and GB3. Appreciate that. Birdies and bogeys and biceps around the state of South Carolina. George has got the birdies. I got the bogeys. And Robbie's got the biceps. That's how we spread it out. Pat, Merry Christmas, my friend. Appreciate that. Same to all of our listeners out there, and uh, happy Hanukkah to you and your family. Well, thank you. We wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll see you Monday.